Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Thank you very much, Pastor Peter, and it's so good to see you all today and connect with you. And before I share today, I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over your lives today, especially for those that are battling lethargy or tiredness, or you're just feeling drained because some of you have been working a lot of extra hours in the health industry and other areas. Some have struggled with purpose and focus. And today, I just want to pray for strength and blessing and fresh passion to fill your heart today. So if that connects with you in any way, or you know someone that is uh, in that situation, why don't you believe right now for them? Father, I just believe for your fresh energy to flow into people's minds, emotions, bodies, and souls. Lord, I just pray that you would release that divine energy of God. Your power, your strength would fill people. Lord, those that are tired or feeling overwhelmed or discouraged, today, Lord, right now, they would feel your power come into that room where they are and they would sense a stirring in their bodies and their whole being because you are our strength. And I thank you for that, touching their lives and renewing passion in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today I want to share a word which I believe will really encourage. It's going to be brought to you by the letter P. Four words that start with P. And uh, today it's not a formula, but it's a, an encouragement of how God can touch our hearts. I want to say that passion plus purpose plus personal discipline plus the power of the Holy Spirit will equal a transformed, fruitful life. I want to talk about those four words that start with P today to encourage us in your journey, your season of life. Number one, passion. I want to encourage you when you pray, when you worship, when you read the Bible, when you love people, do it with passion and with all your heart. Not out of a sense of duty or rules, because then you end up in religion and works, but be wholehearted and passionate in everything you do. You say, "If I've, I used to be, but I've lost it. Today, the Word of God's going to stir your heart, and I believe it's going to stir up that passion within you, your heart again. One of my favorite characters in the Bible is Caleb. And it says in Numbers 14, 24, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Now you've got to know the story here. Caleb and Joshua, the only two leaders of the people of Israel with hundreds of thousands of people that made it through the 40 years in the desert and entered into the promised land. So they would have gone to lots of funerals of all their friends who out of unbelief probably died earlier than they should and didn't make it to the promised land. But they kept their vision and passion alive. Why? Because he had a different spirit. He served God wholeheartedly. Not half-heartedly, not easily distracted, but he stayed passionate and focused. And God said, I will bless you. And he inherited the land and they took uh, the uh, mountain with the giants when they got into the promised land. He was 85 years old when they, he entered into his full inheritance. But he kept wholehearted and passionate. And I want to encourage you today, whatever you do in life, if you're going to do it, do it with all of your heart. 
Um, some people say I'm a passionate person. I believe I am. And I believe I'm more passionate now than even when I was as a young person because I've chosen to do everything with all of my heart. And the scripture says in Ephesians 6, 7, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. So in your workplace, I want you to make sure that you serve wholeheartedly. In your family, serve one another with passion, with energy, with integrity, and let it be stirred up today. And I want to encourage you, if you've lost your passion, stir it up today. I was reminded of a song the other day, Renew in me a passion for you. Lord, breathe on the coals of my heart. Let the fire burn. And I believe the fire of the Holy Spirit wants to stir your passions again with purpose and with focus. So number one, the first P is passion. So that we don't just go through the motions in our relationships, in our marriages, in our workplace, in our uh, spiritual life and duties. Let's not do them just out of a sense of law or duty, but out of a passion for God. And if that's a lacking in your heart, why don't you ask God to, to renew that passion? Second P is purpose. It's okay to be passionate, but you've got to have put your passion into purpose. And there's a proverb that says, zeal without wisdom is, is not healthy. And so I've seen some young people just so passionate. They get on the sporting field. They're so passionate, but they're not playing with the whole team. And most of their passion energy is wasted because they're not, they don't have clear purpose about their life. And I want to encourage you, when you're a follower of Jesus, He will bring passion to your heart, but He'll also give you focus and purpose and plans. And here's a couple of verses that remind you of that. Jeremiah 32 verse 19 says, Great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to the ways of all mankind. You reward each person according to their conduct and as their deeds deserve. So God has great purposes and plans for your life, for our church, for the community, for your family, for your career, for our nation. God has great plans and purposes. And even though they've been challenged and sometimes seem to be sidetracked or laid aside during this coronavirus, I want to say that God's plans and purposes have not changed. He wants us to live with, with great passion and with great purpose. Um, Isaiah 55, 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So God has sent his word and it's with purpose to change our lives, to get us living in a life of freedom, free of addictions and strongholds and flowing with love and compassion for those around us. And I want to say that God's word always has a purpose. The promises he's given you has been for a purpose. And I encourage you to stir that up. Romans 8.28 is uh, another favorite verse of mine. It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So being a Christian is not just a ticket to heaven and escaping um, hell and separation from God. It's much more than that. It's discovering relationship with Him and love and purpose that will cause your life to be filled with hope and strength. And I want to encourage you, if you've been a believer for many years, God wants to stir up that purpose in your heart. And it's a good thing. God has good things for our lives. We go through tough times, but He has 
good things for our hearts and lives. Even um, just a couple of months ago when I went through the um, Bell's palsy and, and you're in pain and the side of your face has uh, dropped, I just thought, Lord, you are a God of purpose and you're going to bring me through this. And several people rang me or sent me messages that reminded me of the prophetic purpose on my life, of God's call on my life. And when you're under pressure or sickness or discouragement, you can lose your focus very easily. We can get distracted. But God will always send someone. And today, maybe this message will be sent to you to encourage you to refocus on your purpose, God's plan for your life. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. That's good news. God knows them and He communicates to them, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God's not out to bring sickness or destruction over our lives. He will turn everything for good, but he's not the source of those things. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me with all your heart. I want to encourage you that God has clear purposes for our lives. Sometimes our purposes change when you're a newer Christian. Or maybe your purpose is just to make it through another day or another week. Your purpose is to stay clean from that addiction that has controlled your life. Or your plan is to, that purpose is to overcome that jealousy or that pain or that trauma or abuse. So you just want to make it through every day. That's your purpose, to, to walk in freedom. And with time, you will start to then move from that purpose for your own personal freedom to a desire to help others to be free. And so your purpose is now lifted to a higher place where you live in freedom and now God's helping you to bless others, to impart to the next generation. And then it can lift to another level where you start to say, God, I want to find and fulfill your plan and purpose for your life. Just personally, I grew up on a farm and I was quite shy and the day I finished grade 12, I gave my heart to Jesus. I had no idea what God's plan and purpose for my life was. And here, uh, many years later, I've been in ministry now for over 35 years and seen thousands of people come to Christ and get healed and restored and, and equipped for their lives. I set out just to passionately love God as a young person. As a 17-year-old, ended up getting in youth work and ministry. And I've, by the time I was 25, I left my job in the bank to be a full-time youth pastor and have continued to serve God in every capacity since. But the purpose of God became clearer as I took each step with focus in my heart and alive. And he kept uh, revealing that. So for your life, wherever you are in your, your relationships, in your career, Maybe you're just starting out or maybe you're in midlife thinking, well, what's the next stage? Some of you are contemplating change of career after this uh, virus because those jobs have disappeared and you're retraining. God will make your purpose clear. For some of you, the uh, call of God on your life is getting stronger and he's calling you, hey, don't forget my call and purpose to serve me with all of your heart. So we have passion. Then we have purpose. Thirdly, we have personal discipline. You can have passion and purpose, but if you don't have personal disciplines in your life, you will waste, your life will get too cluttered, you'll waste your opportunities, and you'll get sidetracked. And how many people have started out well in the journey of life and have got sidetracked? I remember watching uh, a group of five-year-old uh, boys, grade one boys, running a race, you know, and, and they start off really excited doing their 50-meter dash, 
And halfway down the track, one of them's in front and he just stops and waves to mum. And then he, oh, come on, guys. And what happens? He loses the race. Other people wander out of their lane and, and go and say hello to granddad on the side. And they, they started out really well, but they forgot there was a, a finishing line in front of them that they had to stay focused. As adults, sometimes we have more sophisticated emotional triggers that take us away. And we get discouraged or we compare ourselves with others and think, well, I'm not doing as good as them, so I'll just take it easy. I'll just pull back from pressing through. God's calling you to step up to his great purpose. So personal discipline, that sounds like hard work. It isn't always hard work. It's just being reminded every day of your passion and purpose and removing some of the things that distract us. I want to read some verses from Galatians 5.16. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder Him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from uh, dominating you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. Wow, here's, here's some teaching that helps you stay focused on the Spirit-led life of blessing, of love, of integrity, and putting aside the self-life, the self-will, those things that bring temporary pleasure, but leave you in a place of destruction or chaos. And it goes on and we have this very insightful but terrible list of what the self-life can be look like. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are, are favoured, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only think of yourself being in love with your own opinions. Wow, we see that a little bit on our social media today. If someone ever questions or their own opinions, they say, well, I've got my right to my opinions. Yes, you might have, but we live in a community and we need to have <coughs> compassion and understanding for others. Being envious of the blessings of others. That's one that some Christians really struggle with when God answers their prayers, appears to answer their prayers quicker than yours. Murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties and all the other similar behaviour. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? What a horrible list. And yet that's the self-life, the sin that can take us away from the purpose of God for our lives. But then we have the good news, but, thank God there is a but here. But the fruit of the Produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Wow, you might be the most patient person in your household or in your community. But let me tell you, there's more. These are limitless. There's always more joy, more peace, more love, more kindness, more self-control. And God's calling us to walk in the Spirit so they will grow and increase. 
And those things that try to rob that fruit from our lives, we need to say, no, I'm not going that direction. I am choosing to grow in self-control and self-discipline. So Galatians 5, 16 to 23 is a great passage to help remind you to live above that self-life that destroys to help you fulfill your purpose. And the fourth P is the power of the Holy Spirit. So we've got passion plus purpose plus personal discipline plus the power of the Holy Spirit and you will live a transformed, fulfilling, impacting life. The power of the Holy Spirit. Two weeks ago we spoke about Pentecost and and the power of the Spirit. I just want to revisit that for a moment. Acts 1.8 in the Passion Version says, I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. Not just a little bit, you'll be filled. And when the Bible uses the word filled, it's filled to overflowing. And you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. Wow. God is still sending people to remotest places on earth. He will send people to those that are hiding in our community, those that are homeless, those that are uh, hiding in homes where there's abuse. God in His grace will send someone to reach them. He will connect someone in love and truth. The uh, Amplified Version says, But you shall receive power, which is ability, efficiency and might, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And I thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. It stirs up my passion. Every time I pray in that heavenly language, it stirs up my passion. Matthew 3.11, Jesus said, uh, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Wow. We saw all those bushfires only months ago that um, just destroyed so much because it was fire out of control. But when fire is achieving its purpose, it can do so many amazing things. It will burn up the rubbish. It can purify. It can cause heat. It can bring light. And it can warm something. And an amazing thing is fire will soften. You have a hard candle and just put a little light underneath it and it will soften that which is hard. And I believe the fire of the Holy Spirit will soften our hearts. Maybe your hearts become hard through pain or difficulty or challenges. When the fire of the Holy Spirit touches our lives in worship or in prayer, or we just feel His presence come, it will soften our hard parts. It will soften those things that maybe have caused us to become distant in our relationships or hold back from God's plan. I pray that God will light a fire of passion in your soul today. He would stir it up. He would renew that passion in your heart. And it would soften anything that's become hard. We've become hardened in some thinking. And God wants to soften that and change it. Acts 2, 1-4, we're reminded of when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. It says, On the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place, Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could hear. Wow, can you picture this? It was a huge roar that came from heaven through that building and right across the city. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire and 
that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. Wow, so we see they were all in one accord. They were seeking God. Their hearts were clean and right. The roar of the wind of heaven came and just interrupted their day. When the roar of heaven comes, it not only touches you, it touches everyone else around you. And then it says, there was tongues of fire came upon each person's life. And it mobilized them. It took them from afraid, um, scared people who were thought they might have been arrested or crucified like Jesus was. All of a sudden, they're out in the street preaching. They're out loving people. And their hearts were on fire for God. And it says they spoke in other tongues. What? What a strange phenomenon this was. People came and said, they must be drunk. They're just babbling. And there was at least 14 nationalities uh, there. They were speaking in different languages. But it says they were glorifying and prophesying to God. And there was life flowing out of their hearts. So when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized, immersed, overflowing, there is a fire of God comes in your heart that will take you beyond your natural into supernatural. It will overflow your life and take you into a place of fruitfulness and purpose. And so these tongues of fire came. And I encourage you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't had that experience, that encounter, I encourage you to open your heart. And the Bible talks about the, the tongues that speak in your heavenly language, which is beyond your natural understanding. It's when you surrender your whole being. And that is a doorway. It's, a, it's like a turning the tap on to release the power and presence of God to flow through your life. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues, I encourage you to do that every day. I do it every day in my prayer life, in my, when I'm driving the car on my own, because it releases fire and connects me into the power of God. And the fire of the Spirit will stir you up. It will warm you up when you're cold, when you're discouraged, when you're hard. It will soften your heart and it will release the gifts of revelation and truth in the Holy Spirit for your heart and life. I want to encourage you, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is a gift for your life and creativity gets released and energy comes. The Holy Spirit is also referred as living water. John 7, 37, Jesus said that on the most important day of the feast, the last day, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will, will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the Scripture says. Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive. But the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out upon them because Jesus had not yet been unveiled in his full splendor. So Jesus hadn't died on the cross and risen again and gone back to heaven. But he was prophesying the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And thank God we live in the age of grace where the Holy Spirit is our representative from heaven. He walks with us. He fills us. He empowers us. He is in us for our sake and he's upon us for those around us and I want to encourage you to live a spirit-filled life learn the ways of spirit if you haven't been brought up in a church understanding of that to make room and uh, we're happy to connect with people or to pray with them for the power of the Holy Spirit to fill their lives because it's so powerful and so we have passion plus purpose plus personal discipline Plus, the power of the Holy Spirit will equal a transformed, fulfilled life. 
And today as we come to the end of this message, I pray that you will be stirred in each of these areas. Which of those words do you need some fresh empowering in your heart and life? Do you need more passion in your life? Does it need to be redirected with purpose? Do you need more personal discipline? Wow, self-control and focus. Or do you need more power of the Holy Spirit in your hearts? And I know at this time many believers are praying and fasting. Many are seeking God for the breakthroughs in their lives and in our community. And I believe we're going to see a great harvest of people turning to Christ in these coming weeks and months. I really believe that that is going to happen. But it's going to happen more through you and I as we are available and He empowers us to flow. I shared the story a few weeks ago. My mole wouldn't start because the oil was stale and old. And as soon as I replaced the oil, it burst into life. And I want to encourage you. We need that fresh oil, that fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit over our hearts every day. And I want to encourage you as I pray for you, maybe to stand where you are or reach out your hands to heaven. And which one of those areas do you need strengthening? Purpose, passion, personal discipline, or power of the Holy Spirit so that you can live a transformed, empowered life that is going to bring Jesus to our community. Why don't you stand or reach up your hands to heaven right now. And I want to pray for the Spirit of God to touch you right now. Maybe you've never uh, been filled with the Holy Spirit and spoken in uh, another prayer language. Right now, you can start to do that. As I pray, just stop speaking English and you'll find that God will fill you with His Spirit and power. Maybe He will start to open your eyes with revelation to see the Word of God like you've never seen it before. We don't live this life in our own natural strength. We live it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I pray for each one that's watching right now. Lord, let your love just fill their hearts. For those that are on a journey and discovering your purpose for their lives. For those that have not yet really connected and trusted you. Today, help each one to open their hearts and respond to you. Lord, for those that know you today, I pray that that passion and that purpose will become so clear in their hearts. Renew that passion. Refocus that purpose on their lives. Even if they're in a time of transition, you would make it clear. For those that regularly minister and serve in leadership in our church and our community, Lord, stir that up today. Lord, let the personal disciplines be there that will help us to stay on track. For some that may be tempted to take shortcuts or just to, to step back, Lord, I just pray the day that they would find your personal disciplines, your strength to stay on path. Lord, forgiveness will come where we've, we've fallen short of your purpose. Thank you for your forgiveness and grace and mercy today. And Lord, I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, for those that need that fresh energy, that fresh purpose of God to come alive in their hearts. Let the fire of God fall right now on their hearts. Lord, let the river of living water begin to bubble up in their hearts and there will just be a song of praise and strength and hope begin to bubble out of their lives. Lord, I pray this week, Lord, whatever they're doing, they would feel your presence and love. And Lord, they would have passion that stirred up in their hearts. I pray that right now in the name of Jesus. Just take a moment to connect with this almighty power of the Holy Spirit, His love. Lord, open our eyes to see as you see. Open our hearts to feel as you feel. Open our ears to hear what you're saying to us.
And Lord, I thank you that we will run your purpose. I pray your blessing over everyone from Bayside Christian Church. Everyone else who is listening today, I pray that you would strengthen our hearts so that we would have your passion, Lord, your purpose, your personal discipline, the power of the Holy Spirit, and we would live a transformed, fulfilled life. I pray that over each one today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.